everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mastermind FM. This week, I'm joined by Boba Feldman from Freemius. Boba, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. So first of all, can you give us a bit of a background of who you are and what Freemius is? Sure. I'm Boba. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Freemius. Freemius, the best way to describe it is two things. First of all, it's all-in-one solution for WordPress plugin for themes. Easiest way to sell your products, combining secure checkout, payment, subscriptions, software updates, basically everything that an e-commerce solution needs. And we also handle that as a reseller, which means that we take the taxes liability. So all the EU VAT hassling is gone. And the second thing is the combination of the service part, which basically our know-how, we come and treat our customers as partners and we proactively try to help them uh, as their private monetization team, which is something very powerful. All right. So before we get into how Freemius began, how did you get into the area of e-commerce? So my background is startups, actually. I've been doing uh, involved in a startup ecosystem for the past probably nine years. I got it's really related to freemius. So maybe I should move to the origin story because my background was not e-commerce, actually, okay. and more artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Back in 2010, I started this side project, something I built in a few weekends of my spare time. It was a software-as-a-service solution for five-star ratings, uh, something that I needed for myself, but I just publish it for everyone. And I maintained that as a, my pet project for a few years while I was busy with my previous company. And during these years, I did develop WordPress plugin to wrap the service, a Shopify app, a Wix app, Squarespace, uh, you name it. And I got exposed to many marketplaces uh, and how the ecosystem works more than just WordPress.org. And I learned many things during the way. In 2013, in mid-2013, my previous startup was acquired. And I was thinking what I'm going to do next. So I decided to join with a friend of mine. And we took this project from a side thing to fully commercial solution. We learned many things during that year, uh, and we managed to build this growing sub subscription-based business. But what was interesting is when I look back, I realized that the core product, the widget didn't change at all. And it was the same thing that was built in a few days of my spare time. So this kind of, you know, this was the eureka moment that I come to realization that there is a huge gap in the ecosystem between writing software especially in the open source world like WordPress and turning it to commercial solution, right? So a few days versus a year of two people and full-time job. So from what I see, it's usually 10 times more complex and time-consuming uh, to deal with all the commercialization part. And it requires a lot of knowledge that many people in our ecosystem just don't have. So... This was kind of the movement into the e-commerce, and this is how Freemius started. So the e-commerce part is a lot from this side thing and also from the startups. So a lot of the background is coming from software as a service, and all the subscription first methodology came from the startups world. 
All right, so you got quite a bit of experience as to what's needed, what works, and what doesn't from the previous projects. Yep. All right, so Freemus is not necessarily just for WordPress, but it's currently focused on WordPress. So what was the reason you selected WordPress? You mentioned uh, Shopify and all the others. What's the reason for WordPress? It was a few criteria that we looked at, but first of all, the inventory. So the amount of non-monetized inventory in WordPress is the largest. If we look, for example, on Shopify, the average transaction amount is actually significantly higher. And also the conversion rates for freemium products are significantly higher there. But most of the players in Shopify, they're already a business. Mm -hmm. Okay, It's not indie developers or small shops that, you know, they're still challenged also on the knowledge part and also on the financial, the budget part. So... In that term, WordPress was more interesting. Secondary is the market share. So it's the least monetized, but it's also has the largest market share. So the potential is big. And also from our own experience with uh, the widget, we saw that 60% of the income is coming from WordPress. So the potential is bigger there. So that was the reason to focus on WordPress. And also if you examine the market, the plugins and themes market across the different ecosystems, the amount of money that is exchanging hands on an annual basis is the largest at WordPress at the moment. All right. So this is where the power of the WordPress community comes into play then. Yep. How has Freemius evolved over time? So where did it start compared to where it is today? So the challenges are always changing. The challenge, the main one in the beginning was kind of getting the first customers. Then it was about brand awareness, penetration. Today, our main challenge is getting more and more people to move to Freemius from competing solutions because while there are many players that are not monetizing yet, the real money in the market is at the players that are already selling their uh, stuff. So this is our current challenge today in terms of the product side we we're evolving all the time obviously we're adding more and more capabilities to the solution so as i mentioned in the beginning we're trying to be all in one solution so you won't need to to have 100 add-ons to handle different things and you have everything from one service so in terms of product side we obviously building more and more features over time and we're also exploring different things that I will probably talk later about them. Yeah. You mentioned the other competitors in the space. So first things come to mind are ADD and WooCommerce, the two main ones which are used. So what is the difference between a WordPress solution like ADD and WooCommerce, which is a plugin on your site, and Freemius? That's a great and a common question. So I think there are two main differentiators um, that are related to the fact that we're a service. So, first of all, our business model is a revenue share, okay, which means that you don't buy add-ons. We actually take a cut from all the transactions. This is something that scares some people in the beginning, but on the other hand, this is something that we're really proud of, and I'll explain why. So, unlike the competing solutions that you mentioned that don't really care about the success of the business of their customers, 
as long as they continue renewing the add-ons because that's their main KPI, right? They want to sell more add-ons and also get more renewals. So the success of your business is not, is not a priority for them. On the other hand, when we come as a partner and do revenue share with you, our success is directly aligned with your success. Okay, so we selfishly want to make sure that your business is successful and we proactively try to help you increase your sales over and over again. The second thing is the, uh, that we're a service and we're not a hosted solution. And it means that we are 10 times more agile, right? If you want to release a new feature, you don't need to wait for a release cycle. You can just release it and all our partners have that immediately. You don't need to deal with, you know, updating plugins, release cycles, backward compatibility, whether you like it or not. I don't know anyone who uses self-hosted solution and never ever had issues. Sometimes these issues take hours, sometimes it can take days, uh, sometimes even more, right? So with a service, you don't have that problem because it's all hosted on our end. If there's a bug, you contact us and we'll fix it. And the fix is for everyone right away. Uh, so this is a major difference in terms of uh, the ability to move faster. Another powerful benefit to being a service is the network effect, right? So we see, we're exposed to all the transactions and all the data across the whole network of sellers that's using free news. And this allows us to do a lot of high-scale A-B testing, conversion rate optimization, things in high scale that help the whole network of sellers. Those things is something that you as an independent shop or developer, you can't really do. All right. Got a few follow-up questions for that because it makes sense. There's a lot of positives to a solution like Freemius over ADD WooCommerce. Handling of the add-ons and the updates and bugs and that, that is an issue we face ourselves and I'm sure many others face. Most of the time, it's still a quick fix from the team, but there is the hassle of updating and testing on staging sites and stuff like that, which with Freemius would not be the case. I have a couple of questions, though. The last thing you mentioned with regards to being able to do A-B testing because of the transparency that there is. Has it ever been an issue that there is too much transparency that someone might not want to expose their revenue to Freemius? I mean, if you're starting to use Freemius, you understand that it's a service and the data like on our servers. You, you have access to the data all the time. You can pull it via the API. Um, but people who get in understand that. So if it's an issue for you, probably Freemius is not a good fit. Have there been cases where people would come to you with pre-sale question or something or thinking of switching over from EDD or WooCommerce and that would become a deciding factor for them? No, no. All right. I mean, at least not in the pre-sales question. In fact, we are usually asking them, especially if they're moving from another solution, to get access to their uh, sales history with the previous platform in order for us to prove them later on that they can make more money with freemius. All right. You said not in the pre-sales. Were there other situations where they might have brought it up? I'm just saying whoever reached to us and, you know, the communications that I have, that was not the main issue or that was not an issue because, like, if it's a big no-no for you, it probably won't start a communication at all. Yeah. 
All right. So with regards to WooCommerce and EDD, we're just sticking to these two examples as the two most popular ones right now on WordPress. Mm-hmm. The advantage that there is with the add-on model is that you only pay for what you actually need. So if you're looking for a particular payment gateway, then you pay for that. Yes, it might become more expensive if you're using a lot of add-ons, but if you only need a few, the cost could be relatively low. Does it become more expensive with Freemius since it's an all-in-one solution? First of all, you don't pay us anything in advance. Our model is uh, revenue share. So as long as you don't sell anything, you don't pay us anything. <laughs> and you get all the feature set that we offer and everything we will build in the future uh, as part of the box. I think that what naturally happens is, especially in newbies, are uh, you know people who still don't have experience in the e-commerce space, they think that, okay, I will install, you know, one of the platforms that you mentioned, get a Stripe gateway, and I'm done. I don't need anything anymore. But then over time, you learn that you need a lot of things to actually make your business functional. And you need to start buying these add-ons if you want to increase your sales, because all these different components eventually help you to generate more money. So in terms of pricing... On paper, if you look on the costs of freemius as this is the expense, it may be perceived as something that is more expensive, especially if you're already processing high volumes. But the way I like to present that to the people who talk to me is if I could come to you and tell you, hey, you're going to start using freemius uh, and you will make 300, uh, you will increase your sales by 300%. Would you mind to pay 20%? And the answer is no, right? Because as, as long as I can make more money than I'm making today and have less hassle with a self-hosted solution, that's great. So from the data that we've seen and collected, all the sellers that move from other solutions are making more money after our cut today and significantly more money. So the bottom line is all these optimizations and the knowledge and the best practices that we're taking, helping our sellers to make more money after our cut. All right. Do you see more users who are smaller, newer businesses, or is it mostly like more established companies which are already at a certain level of revenue and they switching over? So we see everything. When we started, we were targeting the smaller players or developers who are just starting. Over time, we're trying, you know, to, to get larger customers and larger customers. And usually what we notice is in order to get to a certain stage, we need to get one customer in that level. And then we can always refer that as an example, mm-hmm. right? So let's say we want to start getting the $100,000 a month plugin or theme shops. We need to get one of them. And then they talk with each other, right? So we can use them as a case study. So that's the way it works. And we're increasing that limit over and over during the years. All right. So the big guys become a marketing tool for you as well. Absolutely. It's a small community. Mm -hmm. Everyone goes to, you know, work camps and talk with each other. If they're happy, why not, right? When you're using something that you're happy and helps you make more money and less headache, usually they're happy to talk about that. 
Yeah, it sounds like the perfect solution. <laughs> so let's speak a bit about what Freemus actually offers in terms of uh, feature set. So we mentioned earlier the payment gateways of PayPal and Stripe. Many people use PayPal and Stripe. Stripe isn't available everywhere. And PayPal doesn't accept credit card payments without a PayPal account, at least as far as I know right now. Yep. Are there other gateways that are available for Freemius or no? So this is also important to say that if you're using Freemius, you don't need to open a merchant account. This is our payment gateways, which means that you don't need to have any payment gateway just using Freemius. I see, okay. Uh, that was also one of the reasons that we went to the model of a reseller because, as you mentioned, there are many countries in the world that don't have Stripe or PayPal and they just can't transact PayPal or credit cards that way. So by using Freemius, we enable them to do that. Okay, that's good. So the user doesn't have any hassle of setting up PayPal accounts or anything like that? No. All right. You don't do that. You just... In order to start selling with Freemius, it literally set up the plans and pricing. Optionally, you can integrate the SDK, but we give you a JavaScript that you can put on any website, not necessarily WordPress, it can be a static website. We can provide you a link for the checkout, and that's it. You can start selling. All right. You mentioned the, the link. Uh, this is something I read about on your site. So you can use Freemius on any site, even if it's not your main product site, right? You can put a, pay, a payment link. Yep. It can be more than a link. It can be a link, but it can also be a JavaScript, and it will open the checkout as a model window on the same page. So, for example, if you have some deal with an affiliate, you can move the whole checkout of your product to a third-party website, and the conversion will be higher because, you know, there is no... There are less clicks until the transaction. Less steps, yeah. Yeah, less steps. So to be clear, this is something similar to how PayPal works, for example, when they have their model open over the website you're purchasing from. Yes. So we are actually, when it comes to PayPal, we are opening on top of our model, we're opening the PayPal model. All right. Okay. So we'll put a link to the features comparison in the show notes as well, because to go through each one will take us ages. Just looking at the time to set up, for example. It's listed as hours, whereas the others are weeks. So what's the thought process there? Because what, what would take weeks with others, which takes hours with Freemius? So as mentioned, you can literally start selling with Freemius. If you know what you're doing in minutes, if you don't know what you're doing in a few hours, while with EDD and our solutions, WooCommerce, you will need to buy the add-ons, install that, configure that, get a merchant account, or open a Stripe account, all these different steps takes time, whether you like it or not. And it can take weeks, sometimes even more, depends on how mature you want to start with, mm -hmm. with your e-commerce. Yeah, I guess it depends on what stage you're at with your business. So if you don't have anything set up, you don't have a PayPal merchant account or anything like that, it's going to take longer and longer. Right. All right, okay. Let's speak about the customers who have switched over from other platforms to Freemius. What has been the impact that these customers saw from making the switch? So there are several types of impacts. There are two immediate ones. For freemium products, Freemius is the only solution that has in-dashboard checkout. Okay, so you can sell the paid version directly inside the WP admin of the free plugin or theme. And this increases conversion 
from that starts from the WP admin and ends in a transaction by an average of 12%. Okay, not additional 12%. It means if the conversion is 2%, it will be 224. But it's still an increase mm-hmm. of all these transactions by you know, 12% in revenues. That's meaningful. And secondary, the competing solutions that you mentioned, usually their checkout is far from being optimized. There are several steps that you need to go on the way. You need to register. You need to, like a, a lot of fields that you need to fill in. And just by using, just by utilizing our model checkout, which opens on the same page, we see between 10 to 15% increase just in sales that coming directly in the website without all the different mechanisms. So that's the immediate impact. We see another impact is uh, over time, which basically based on the different mechanisms that we offer. So all the annual and monthly plans that we do is subscriptions, it automatically renewed. And while we see that the our ecosystem is moving towards that direction, there are still many vendors that don't sell subscriptions. So by moving to freemiums, they're automatically moving to to subscriptions, which, you know, after a year or if they do monthly subscriptions, we can start seeing that adding up. Mm -hmm. Another powerful component that is unique in our ecosystem is all the trial stuff. So we invest a lot of efforts in all the trial mechanisms, uh, also for trials without a payment method, but also for trials with a payment method. Uh, And we added a lot of it's really tied well with the licensing and, and how to protect you as a seller when you offer trials to avoid abuse of trials, make sure that people actually will continue paying you all the email marketing automation around that, combining that with a cart abandonment recovery, all these things are working very tight because it's all in one solution. We can make a really strong integration, but every integrations that work really strongly. So for example, Today, if you're using one of the competing solutions and you offer trials, but you're using a cart abandonment recovery solution from another service, this service is not aware about the trials. They're not linked and they don't, it would be pretty hard to link between the two. While with freemiums, when it happens, we can, let's say the first cart abandonment recovery email will say, hey, you just forgot something when maybe you want to complete the checkout. The second one, if you offer trials, will say, hey, maybe you want to try our trial or seven-day trial. So all these mechanisms and the way they work together and the hyper-focus on WordPress plugins and themes makes all the conversions, conversion rates better together. All right, so that's where the, the integration of all the features in one comes into play. Yes, that's the benefit of handling everything. All right, so you mentioned a few things. With the subscriptions, definitely in agreement and we've seen the third service as well. Uh, so in around, I think March of 2017, we introduced a subscription model for our plugins and this year we're basically reaping the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a big plus either with Freemius or with any other solution. It's definitely something that I think most people should look at. With regards to the in-dashboard sales, just to be clear, what it means is that the customer would install the plugin on their own website and it's on their own website they can see they sold the free version, right, from the WordPress.org repository or from mm-hmm. whatever else. And then as part of our SDK, 
will automatically add a section for pricing that is generated automatically for you based on the configuration of your plans and pricing on the dashboard, on your dashboard as a seller or developer. And the user of your free product can see the prices and make the purchase without leaving their WP admin. And since it's running with the context of the WP admin, we have a lot of capabilities to communicate directly with the WordPress installation uh, to make the whole process of the installation and the upgrade really seamless. Okay, so practically they can, during the checkout, they, have, they also have an option to check a box where, where they say automatically install the plugin for me. And behind the scenes, we will deactivate the free plugin, install the premium one, activate it, activate the license key, and that's it. And it, everything happens in the background in 20 seconds, and the customer is ready to go. I was going to ask about that. I was going to ask whether it's just you're saving that one, because currently even we have in our plugin a, like a, an add-ons page where you can view the add-ons and click a button and go to purchase on the website. Right. So there you're saving basically a click. But what you're doing is a lot more than that because there's the installation and the license and everything. It starts with a click. And it, yeah. there, there's a good rule of thumb that with every click, you lose about 50% of the people. So even one click is meaningful. Okay. With regard to the analytics you're mentioning, so the growth in revenue from switching to Freemius from another solution, how are those gathered? by Freemius and where can the actual users of Freemius see those analytics and to what extent analytics actually go? So we have different types of data that we collect. Uh, if I could segment them to uh, three types of data points is things that are related to product. Okay, so we collect different data points and events that help our partners to see problems in their products and how they can improve them, okay? The second type of data that we collect is what we call support-related data. It's more technical information like the WordPress version, you know, the plugin version that you're running, PHP, etc. And it's all integrated nicely with Help Scout or whatever other customer service solution that you're using. Mm -hmm. So... When someone contacts you, you can immediately see the information already about their website without the need to ask for that information. And the third one is the e-commerce related data, which means you know, the, the payments, subscriptions, and different events that are related to e-commerce that help with different aspects of your business. So we try to generate for every customer and user a complete profile of the journey of that user. What happened after the installation? We only log and try to track events that are relevant, not just track everything, uh, but it helps with different aspects. For example, I'm writing an article right now about credit card disputes and how we improve that over the years. And one of the new events that we only started to track a year ago is the open email event of the re subscription renewal reminder. Mm -hmm. Because it helps us later on to file disputes, right? Or contest disputes. When someone says that, you know, I didn't know about the renewal 
And we do see the event log that says, hey, not only that you knew, you actually opened that email. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something helpful. So we try to collect different data points that have actionable items that you can learn something from and can help you with different aspects of your business. And with that said, we also have you know a dashboard where you can see your revenues growth, your user base growth, the top countries that are using your products, the main reasons why people uninstall your product, etc. All right. Just to make things clear for your listeners as well, certain analytics like these are offered by the other solutions as well, maybe not to the extent that you are, and something like open rates, for example, for renewers at the renewal emails, that's, that's a very good point. I don't believe any other solution does that. It's something we've struggled with as well. Not just because of disputes, it's more to understand whether, for example, a subject line is working in your renewal email and something like that. So actually getting stats on what works and what doesn't, the same as you would with MailPoet, MailChimp, or anything else. Yep. All right. Let's move a bit on to like the sales and revenue aspect of the impact of a switch. We spoke about it earlier, but uh, can we go into a bit more detail as to how it can actually impact sales and revenue and where the main areas could be? We try to constantly publish case studies on our blog. So the info that I'm going to say right now, it's public and you can just read it. Okay. So we have sellers that increase their revenues by 10%, others by 20 and others that double their sales over time. So, you know, there's no one size fits all, but I can tell you everyone is making more money after the move to Freemius. And I think that the trials, are a big part of that, and also the licensing, because we take a different approach from the competing solutions. Uh, when you install a paid product that re requires a license activation, what I've seen with other solutions, you can still use the product without activating the license. Mm -hmm. You're just not getting updates and support. So however you get your hands on a premium product, you can use it, even without license activation. Okay. With Freemius and RSDK, we use the license activation as a gateway. Okay, so you have more control as a seller that a user would actually need to activate their license to start using the product. All right, so with Freemius, as a seller, you're tied that your users are tied that their customers cannot continue to use a product without a valid paid-up license. No, no, it's not what I said, but they need to enter the license in order to start using it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but once, the, because... once it expires with Freemius... Can they continue to use the product or is it tied? So to... it, it, it's up to the seller. We have right, three okay. options. Mm -hmm. Okay. Option number one is you can do the traditional WordPress way, which means that you won't get updates and support, mm -hmm. but you can continue using the product. Option number two is actually block the features. Okay. And the updates are also blocked. And option number three, which is something we believe the best of both worlds and to try and encourage more developers to do monthly subscriptions is if the user purchased an annual plan, then do it the WordPress way. But if the user purchase a monthly subscription, then if they cancel the subscription, the feature will be blocked. Okay. So you don't risk to giving up your product for you know $10. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if someone pays with $100, they can continue using the product. 
Okay. And in a similar way, when a user starts a trial, if the trial expire and the user, uh, you know, either cancel the trial before, if it's a trial with a payment method, or they didn't subscribe, if it's a free trial, the features will be blocked. Okay. It's interesting. So you mentioned the monthly subscription. Uh, is that something we see often on WordPress? Is that something you're seeing more of with Freemius nowadays? Yep, we see more and more people moving to monthly and we encourage them. There are many benefits to monthly, but if you also price it correctly, the monthly can give you more flexibility comparing to your competition. First of all, it gives the option for potential buyers to try your product without risking high amounts, right? So let's say I'm interested to buy your premium offering. I can pay $10 without risking $100 right now. Even with a money back guarantee, you know, people don't like to pay higher amounts if they can pay less. Mm -hmm. So they can try it for $10. If they're happy, they can buy the annual plan later. This is one. Secondary, there are some use cases when people need your product for a short time period. Yeah. For example, with the five-star ratings, I can see that sometimes people are running competitions, contents, like video competition, etc. It's like a two-day event or something. They don't need your product for a whole year, so they will go with, with a product that has an option for a shorter period. And the third one, which is really important, is in terms of pricing psychology. There are ways to basically use the monthly subscriptions is a decoy for the annual plans. Mm. It depends how you price them. With that said also, when you offer monthly and annual, you can show the annual prices in a monthly increments. Okay, because you want to show the user what's the difference, how much money it saves. When you only do annual, you can show, you can, but it, it looks sneaky when you will show, you know, mm -hmm. $9 a month, but you have to pay annually, right? It looks sneaky, mm -hmm. but when you offer monthly and annual, it's legit because you're actually helping the user to decide which plan is better for him. So all these aspects together are actually good, not for all products, mm -hmm. but for some products. So given that, okay, so when you have monthly, usually you're charging a lot more than you would month to month compared to yearly. Yes. Have you seen that there are large increases in revenue for those who try the monthly option to sell their plugins? Or do you see people dropping off more quickly as in like three, four months in, five months in, they might drop off so you're not getting the full year's worth sort of? So I will actually share from our own data uh, with this ratings plugin. So we ran an experiment and I covered it in a blog post. I can share a link later. Mm -hmm. So with the widget, we offered monthly and annual since day one. And we wanted to try remove the monthly to see how it will impact the sales. So we ran that without the monthly for two weeks. And we saw a decrease in 50% in new customers. Okay. And what was really interesting to learn is the amount of annual subscriptions that we got during these two weeks was less than what we had before with the monthly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... It was only two weeks experiment, but we lost enough money <laughs> that we didn't want to continue with that. But it definitely has an impact. And I can tell you from our data, again, about this plugin that 
uh, beverage customer lifetime value is more than the annual. And most, I would not say most, I can actually check that later, but I would say that 40 to 50% of the customer's base are using monthly subscriptions and not annual. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting to hear this because uh, I wasn't really aware that many WordPress plugins and team owners are going for the monthly subscription option. I'll admit that two weeks isn't... When I hear about these two-week trials, I try them myself with certain things. I'm not always convinced by a two-week trial, even though it's a significant amount uh, to see a 50% decrease. I'd, I'd love to see an actual comparison test. I don't know. I haven't found one yet where it's uh, more long-term, like three months, three months, for example. You, you want to be the... No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the point. Like, I haven't found someone who's actually been willing to do that. But it would be interesting to actually see long-term uh, the yeah. difference you, you'd get from those. Absolutely. All right. So moving on from the revenue side of it, with regards to support, is there a significant difference when using solution like Freemius over self-hosted ones? So the way we uh, treat support, I think all the e-commerce related support issues usually uh, that you need to deal with the competing solutions is something that we are taking care of. Uh, so if there is some issue with the licensing, okay, we do expect our partners to check what's going on first. They have a complete dashboard. We can look all, on all the information. But if there is some bug or something related to licensing, payments, whatever, they contact us and we handle that because this is our responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that based on the feedback that we're collecting, our partners are very happy from that because... The support focus is more related to their products, not about supporting the self-hosted e-commerce solution. All right. So with regards to pre-sales, for example, has there been like a decrease in pre-sales because of a simpler purchasing process? Uh, have you got any analytics from uh, your users as to whether they've seen a decrease or not? Decrease or increase in their pre-sales questions or? Pre-sales questions, yeah. I don't know. I didn't ask that. All right. Okay. So let's get to a bit of basically the fees that are involved with Freemius versus a self-hosted solution. So it's self-hosted. You can go into the hundreds and the thousands of dollars a year for license keys, depending on the functionality that you need, whether it's software licensing or carrying payments, the different gateways. Whereas with Freemius, it's a particular percentage of revenue. So... First of all, for those who aren't aware, can you explain the difference, the percentage fees that there are for beginners versus as revenue grows? Um, so we take 7% of the transactions after you cross the $5,000 in total gross revenues. Okay, so it's not monthly. You don't need to get to $5,000 every month. Uh, it's total revenues. And the reason we do that is because in the beginning, there is a higher support load during your integration period. And we're helping our sellers, whether you're a beginner or migrating from another business, we help everyone. So that's our way to get the return on investment. It's 27% on the first thousand dollars and 17% from 1,000 until you get to 5,000. So the total difference during this initial $5,000 is only $600. So it's not such a big deal. Mm -hmm. You get a complete e-commerce solution with everything you need from day one. Yeah. 
Now, when it comes to long term, so let's take a business that's growing rapidly and they grow to 100K a year, for example, 7% is 7K a year in expenses. So that would be relatively higher than most of the solutions you would use that are self-hosted. What justifies the difference in, in cost between a self-hosted and freemius? I mentioned that before, but the answer is simple. You will make more money with freemius after our cut. So yes, you can look at that as an expense, but I prefer to, you know, to switch that into we're working together and we're doing everything we can to make you more successful. If we will charge a flat fee, we won't have an interest to help you. Right? So once we aligned our revenues with yours, we're always selfishly interested um, to increase our bottom line and it also focus our product development. Uh, I like to give this example. We've been asked many times to develop Slack integration, you know, that will mm -hmm. show the events about the sales in Slack. And when we get to product or features prioritization, we always, always ask ourselves two questions. Will this increase the revenues of our partners or will it decrease their support or make their life easier? And the answer is no. So WooCommerce, EDD, they can afford to build that add-on because they can sell it. But for us, this is really nice to have feature. It's not something meaningful. So our focus is always into the things that will actually make a difference to our sellers. And this is all our strategy and the difference, uh, one of the differences between others. All right. Uh, given that Freemius has grown quite a lot from the beginning, right now it offers a large feature set. There's anything I can imagine right now for selling WordPress plugin is there. So what's the reason that the like the nice to have like the second integration hasn't been done yet? Is it that you're focusing on further improvements that are yet to come? There are many more things that we can work on that are still can help increasing more, you know, um, revenues, reducing support, targeting different types of customers. For example, our main thing that we're working on right now is fully featured membership area. Okay, so, and we're going to handle use cases that no one handles in the market today. All these scenarios when you have uh, a freelancer, an agency with a client, and how the whole licensing and billing work uh, together, right? So you have someone who is the developer who is responsible for the website, and the, the other person or persona that's responsible for swiping the credit card. Right now, there is no mechanisms to solve or to handle these scenarios. Or scenarios when you have enterprises, which usually you have the developer who don't really have a credit card, and you have the billing department who is responsible for the billing and the invoices. And they're very different entities. And right now, there are no solutions in the market that can handle these scenarios. So... We're trying to take what we've learned regarding the different types of customers our partners have and build a complete membership area for these different personas so it can all be handled seamlessly. And all for the same goals, to help you handle all the e-commerce and all the non-product related stuff. So you can focus on building your product and let us handle all the rest. 
So is it right to say that it's going more towards like an enterprise level solution? Um, I mean, we also want to facilitate the enterprise type clients. Mm -hmm. Okay, that our partners have, but our focus is, you know, to, to, like we're looking at what's going on in the market, uh, trying to bring practices that are from the mobile space outside of the WordPress ecosystem to be in the edge of the technology. Uh, but we also, you know, we are connected to what's going on in the community. We need to facilitate all the different use cases. But there are also many other things in terms of the e-commerce components that we can work on. All right. Last thing about the actual functionality of Freemius. You mentioned integrations with Slack and other solutions. I'm not sure, but I haven't seen integrations for Freemius to cater for marketplaces or to accept online bookings or anything like that. Uh, with solutions like ADD and WooCommerce, those are add-ons. We're developing ADD Bookings add-on, for example. So you just install that and you have a completely different aspect to your e-commerce site. Is any, anything like that possible with Freemius? So our focus is WordPress plugins and themes and serviceware type of plugins, which is basically services wrapped into plugins. And everything we do is towards that direction. That said, when we started you know, designing the solution as a service, we understood that in order to make it extensible, we will have to build a really strong foundation. So we have an API that all our developers can use that allows them to access everything. Basically, all the data points do manipulate the data, create licenses, everything that you want to do on Freemius. And also a powerful webhooks mechanism. So you can act upon different events that happen in with your users and installations and connect them to third-party services. So for example, when a user installs your product, you want to connect it to your MailChimp and you know, put him in your marketing list or something like that. When a user does something or when something happens in the system, for example, another use case, when someone updates to the latest version of your plugin, we track that event and you can consume that with any third party and either send an email, hey, congrats, this is the new features or mm -hmm. everything you, you want. In terms of extensibility, I think one of the reasons it's not happening is because we see ourselves as only one solution and there is a little conflict of interests because if there's something that is valuable for our partners and something that we see is essential, we want to give that to them for free. We don't want some third-party developer to come and charge money for that because that's not how we make money, right? We want to offer as much as we can for free to help you make more money. So there are different aspects here. Have you seen anyone consume the APIs to develop some sort of extension to Freemius as a WordPress plugin or anything like that? Yeah, so we have a few plugins that were developed in the community. One which is quite popular among our community uh, uh, is showing uh, testimonials that were collected by Freemius. So one of the uh, features that we have is collection of testimonials authorized from your uh, approved customers. So basically, after a customer purchases your product, a week after, we'll email them and asking them to review the product. So 
one of our uh, community members developed a plugin that integrates with the API to pull these testimonials and show them in the nice, uh, you know, grid UI for your WordPress website. So you can show off your testimonials. We also have developers that build different automations for the deployment process and pushing that to WordPress authority, automating the whole workflow with Freemius. Mm-hmm. And also a few plugins around statistics. So they build things that we currently don't support, don't show in our stats, but you'd have access to the data. So you can basically aggregate it and you know visualize it the way you want. So this is the typical plugins that we currently see. All right. You mentioned stats, and that's something I was going to end off with, to be honest. So uh, we're approaching the end of the episode, and we've talked about a lot about Freemius and about what it can do. But we know that you have a lot of experience in the business world now. You've seen how people sell and what's important to them to actually increase revenue and decrease certain expenses. So from your perspective, what are the most important analytics for plugin and team sellers to actually monitor on a frequent basis? So you need to know who is using your products, where they use it, where they use them, and how they use them in order to develop good products. Because you need to understand the use cases of who are your customers. Like if you have, a, for example, you mentioned the booking plugins. Booking is quite a big topic. Right? It's very generic. Yep. But if, <laughs> if, for example, you find out that your typical customer or user is a gym, okay, that's using specifically gyms like your product for scheduling, mm-hmm. then you may change your whole marketing strategy, maybe things in the product that will talk to this vertical. If you don't know who is using your product, how they use it, you basically, you know, you build things based on your gut feeling and angry customers through support. What are the best ways to actually collect valuable data? Like something that you actually use and make improvements based upon? So knowing who are your users is easy. It's the emails, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can see the email. Um, if it's a corporate email, you will see the extension, the .com, whatever it says. Uh, collecting the URLs with the websites that are using and actually checking and see how they use it to understand the verticals. Every plugin and theme is different. So what I'm talking right now is about generic data points, but mm-hmm. there might be specific data points that are very relevant to your plugin or to your theme. So these components are very relevant. And also this is something that many... Uh, Plugins and themes actually replicated from Freemius, whether you use Freemius or not, is the deactivation feedback form. So by default, when someone, you know, uninstall your product or deactivates it, you have no clue that it happened. You don't know why. And that's the best moment to actually ask the question, why? Because if you don't know why people removing, uninstalling your product, like you don't know how to close that gap and make your product better. And usually this is something also that I learned over the years. The main problem of the WordPress ecosystem is becoming better in terms of usability is the first time user experience. Many products in the market, you install them and that's it. People don't know what to do next. Most of the users are not tech savvy. Some of them are still not familiar with the you know, WordPress dashboard. 
And even if you're familiar, you don't like it takes time to find the right menu item and go to the right settings and figure out what you need to do next. Mm-hmm. This is one of the main reasons why people you know install something and then after 10 minutes just give up and uninstall it. If you could learn that and collect that data, it would significantly improve your offering. And that's something we've we've been considering ourselves as well, especially for the two plugins we have, ADD bookings and RSS aggregator. It's they're relatively intuitive to use, but it's still in first installation, you're not sure where to go. You can create an about page which describes what to do, but what we've been looking into is the possibility of a step-by-step guide within the dashboard itself. Something like the Sidekick plugin does, for example. I wanted to mention this uh, feedback form, to be honest. It's something I've seen being used, but now I've used it. When I deactivate a plugin, most of the time, it's because I just no longer want to use it or because I was testing something out. I've never actually replied to that feedback form. So what I wanted to see was, do you get a lot of feedback from those forms? Yes, most people actually provide the feedback. But from the most people that provide, I would say that 50% is is just trash, Mm -hmm. just something, okay? But there is still 50% that is very valuable. You actually don't need too much feedback. You just need to find these repetitive issues and fix them. And we have many use cases of partners that once they realize, you, you can actually see that because we have a nice chart of your abandon rate and growth rate and all these things. So you can see once they fix these issues, no, suddenly the amount of new installations they're getting and sticking every month is significantly higher, 10%, 20%. 20%. So it's really powerful. And you mentioned, right, you said that the interface is pretty intuitive. Mm-hmm. So this is your opinion. This is what you have to understand. And you should not base you know, the intuitiveness of something based on your opinion. It should be based on data yeah. and real users. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When I say intuitive, I'm I'm not just basing that on my like my perspective. So that's something that we we worked on before actually developing the plugin. And I think it's something anyone should do to actually figure out what people want and how they intuitively would use something. So I think no matter what product you develop, I think it's something you should take a vested interest in. All right. I think we've covered most of what we wanted to discuss. My last question was going to be what's next for Freemius, but to be honest, we've already discussed uh, quite a bit of that. So if there is something else you'd like to add, you can go ahead and let us know. So like we want to offer the holy holy grail for developers and the holy grail means three things. The first one is the the e-commerce platform, the engine, and this is something that we're, you know, it's already pretty much established, but there are still things that we want to improve there. Uh, the second one, which we're not there yet, is distribution. So right now, while we provide the technical parts, we don't bring our partners customers. We don't bring them new customers. And we do want to get into that play. Uh, there are many things to get there. One of them could be cross-selling products. So when someone buys your booking plugin, right, maybe we can upsell them uh, a plugin or a theme from another developer, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know, maybe you're going to have some special, like a theme developer that will build a theme specifically for the bookings plugin, something that will work well, so you can upsell his product. And this is a customer that right now, they don't have a way to get access to that customer. 
So because we're a network and we see products across the whole network, we can make all these different games and help you make more money. And the third one is we already do that, which is a proactive help and advising, but we want to turn that into something more systematic probably by hiring a dedicated staff that will allocate hours to working with different sellers to help them you know, increase their sales, reduce their, basically improve their KPIs and metrics in order to get you know, all-in-one solution. All right. That last bit sounds very interesting. Would that be a part of the current offering or would it be like a separate? No, it will be part of the current offering. Again, because of the revenue share model, right? Mm-hmm. If we can yeah. help you make more money, we'll make more money. We'll make more money. Simple as that. Makes sense. Okay. Thank you very much, Vova. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Mark. It was very interesting. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.